0: Hello, and welcome to the In The Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of In The Word podcast with your boy Trevor Pope. I truly appreciate you guys tuning in on this week. I pray that you had a great past weekend. I pray that you're having a great week so far, and I pray that you will have a great weekend coming up. Listen, thank you guys once again for tuning in. Not going to prolong this week's podcast. We're going to jump right into it. I know many of you guys follow me on the Eat Up Mondays, and I was telling you guys that on this podcast, I was going to talk a little bit about my wife's accident. For those of you that don't know, my wife got into a car accident this past Saturday, and then Sunday, it was my birthday. So this weekend definitely was an adventurous one, um, if that's the word that you want to use. But yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. First and foremost... She's doing well, you know, by the grace of God, she came out of the car crash with her life with some bumps, bruises and cuts. She's still a little sore, still a little sore. She's still having um, some headaches. Um, She had a little uh, pain in her leg. So, you know, she got banged up in the car crash, but I just wanted to kind of talk about that whole experience and how everything kind of went down and just share a couple things from my heart. But yeah, you know, Saturday, my wife was heading out to work. Uh, She worked at at, uh, the local hospital um, in the city uh, over from us and she was heading to work and pretty much, you know, she had just left the house. It probably wasn't even 10 minutes after she left the house. You know, I receive a call and she's like, honey, honey, she's kind of panting like I've been in a car accident. And so I jump up. My son's, you know, they're in the family room just hanging out. I jump up. I I grabbed them, I tell them, come on, you know, and I think my son, uh, uh, Trevor Jr., he heard her on the speaker saying she was in an accident, so he was like, mom's in an accident, so we all kind of just jumped up a little panicky and threw our sneakers and stuff on, and, you know, jumped in the car and rushed over there, definitely saw the concern on my son's faces. For those of you that don't know, uh, my son Trevor Jr. is nine and my son Trayvon is eight. So, you know, they definitely was concerned about their mommy, like, you know, uh, what's going on with mom? So we rushed to the scene and I mean, I pull up right in Almost in the middle of the scene, like right where all the police officers and stuff is at and jumped out, you know, to see how she was doing. They they allowed me to, to stay there. One of the officers said, listen, I know this is your wife. Go ahead. You know, right now you're not in the way, you know, even though I'm almost like in the midst of the scene, um, you know, but he said I was fine. So, you know, I think I was thankful for that because I was able to just kind of stand there with her next to the van, you know, and just talk to her and just see how she was feeling. Um, the, the van was totaled, um, didn't even really get a chance to look at the other cars because they were a little down. I just was really concerned about her and just trying to figure out what was going on with her. I saw one young lady that was kind of sitting over there on the grass. She seemed to be, you know, just kind of like my wife, a little, you know, a little frantic and and panicked. And, you know, basically the ambulance came and picked both of them up. But, you know, when my wife explained to me, You know, how the accident happened, I was like, wow, you know, just a month and a half ago. And some of you guys, I don't know if you remember, you guys that follow me on the Eat Up Mondays, I talked about good intentions aren't always God intentions. And just was just talking about how sometimes we have good intentions where we want to help people. And there's certain things that we may do for people or just do in general that may be within themselves. It may seem to be good or may be good, but sometimes it's not always what God wanted us to do. And one of the scenarios that I use to explain what I meant or, you know, when somebody they have good intentions, but it, it can be disastrous is as I talked about how sometimes, you know, when people are driving, you know, they may, you know, they may be driving on a right of way. They may, they may have the green light or just have the flow of the traffic. And for whatever reason, and, and a lot of times it's just trying to, you know, be helpful and be nice to somebody. They'll stop and allow somebody to either cut across the street or turn into the oncoming traffic because maybe they've been waiting there for a while or whatever have you. And what happens a lot of times is the car that's coming behind them in the same direction that, They were flowing the car that has stopped. They don't see these individuals that they're letting cross the street, whether they're walking or whether they're driving. And unfortunately, even though they had good intentions in what they were doing, there's been times where they've allowed a family to walk across the street when they shouldn't have and unfortunately been struck by a car and killed. So that was one of the scenarios that I used to talk about, you know, the point that I was trying to make. And basically, that's exactly what happened with my wife. Basically, she was coming down. It was It's a two-lane street, uh, Barnum Avenue. And she's coming down the street. There's a car in the left lane. She's in the right. And it's just stopped there. She doesn't really know why it stopped, but the light is green. So she's just flowing, you know, just flowing with the traffic, flowing with the lights, not knowing that a car that was coming in the opposite direction, the car that has stopped is allowing them to make a left turn down the street when they shouldn't have. They should have just kept going and let them turn when they had the opportunity to turn. And because the car that was allowing the other car to turn was an SUV, my wife couldn't see over it. And so now all of a sudden this car just turns out of nowhere and my wife didn't even have an opportunity to stop, you know, to even hit the brakes before hitting it, so it was a super hard impact, you know, even though they were on the street and wasn't going that fast, just the fact that she wasn't able to brake was just, it just was crazy, so she was shooken up, I got there, it was just glass everywhere, you know, all over the scene. You know, she was pent in there. Um, some of her, you know, she had, she had hit her head. I don't know if it was the airbag or the steering wheel, and she's still having little headaches from that. But basically, it even took a, a little piece of the front of her hair off. So it was a very hard impact. And like I said, I'm thankful. My sons are thankful, you know, that she's alive and that she was able to go to the hospital and then come home that night. And, you know, my wife, with, you know, being who the type of person she is, she gets to the hospital because the hospital where they take her, that's where she actually works, you know, as a respiratory therapist. And, you know, in this season with the COVID patients and all of that, I mean, they're working like overtime. They're going crazy trying to just, you know, especially with the spike, you know, there's there's been an increase in, in a lot of areas. So, you know, she gets there and gets cleared, you know. And, and and she tries to work, you know, because she don't want them to be short. She didn't want them to be short or whatever have you. But her supervisor ended up sending her home. You know, she was kind of limping a little bit, which he did the right thing. I'm thankful that he did that because, you know, I, I know her. She would have wanted to try to stay and help out, which is a good thing. But, you know, I was glad that she was able to come home that night and kind of rest up. But it was just a crazy experience. My sons and I are truly grateful to the Lord for obviously sparing her life and for her not, you know, being even hurt beyond what she was hurt and even sparing everybody else's life because nobody died or nobody was seriously injured. So I'm just thankful for that. I mean, it it wasn't her fault. So, you know, we, we got to figure out how all of that's going to work out because the person that allowed them to turn in is the one that is at fault. So even the person that turned in, you know, they're probably trying to figure out what's going on as well. But it looks like the person that even allowed them to turn in was the one that was at fault. And it was just so ironic that, you know, I had talked about that like a month and a half ago because this car that was stopped in the middle of the road, I'm sure they didn't mean anything malicious. It wasn't nothing negative. You know, they were just trying to allow somebody to turn in. But unfortunately, that's just not how, you know, the traffic, you know, works when, you know, that, that's just not how, you know, we're supposed to do things when if the if the light is green and you have the right of way, you're supposed to just keep going. And sometimes it's very hard to just not let somebody in because we know what it is to be at an intersection and just be waiting, especially in the, at a busy intersection and cars are just passing and passing and passing and nobody's letting you in. We all know that feeling, but yet and still, we still just have to follow the rules because sometimes things like this come out of it and it could be disastrous. And I just remember that message and talking about that. And I was talking about that scripture, Proverbs 14 and 12, where it says, there's a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So there are times where you know we make decisions and we do things and they seem right to us, like this is the right thing to do. But unfortunately, some of those things can lead to death, whether that's physically, you know, mentally or spiritually. So, you know, it just was really crazy for me to have talked about that, you know, just maybe over a month ago and to see my wife go through that. But like I said, I am very thankful that she is alive and that she is well and that everybody else is well. And and the ironic thing is, too, this happened around, you know, almost seven o'clock In the evening and just two in the morning, uh, what, maybe six hours later, um, seven hours later, there was an accident not too far from where she had the accident on the highway on one of the throughways near um, where she had the accident at where two people crashed head on and both people died. So, you know, just just looking at the accident and just what happened with those two individuals just seven hours later. You know, it just shows us that, man, we really can't take life for granted. Like you never know from day to day what's going to happen. And yes, we got our we got our trust in the Lord. We put our trust in the Lord, our faith in the Lord. We pray and just believe that he's going to keep us, lead us and guide us. But that doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen to us in our lives. And I think sometimes that's where some preachers mess up or sometimes we as Christians mess up because we... You know, we preach the gospel to somebody, we tell them about, you know, how Jesus died for them and how making Jesus their Lord and Savior is going to be the best thing that ever happened in their lives. And it is because now they know. The Lord and Savior, the the one that created them, you know, and not only that, now they're able to be led and guided by His Holy Spirit and then eventually to live eternally with Him. There's nothing better than that. But what we fail to do is to help them to understand that, listen, there's still going to be trials and tribulations. But the good thing is, is that now you have someone to go through that with you. Now you have the Lord and Savior to go through that with you. And not only that, but now you can lean on him and get counsel and guidance on what you should do in these particular situations where in the past you didn't have that. You had to lean on another human being that maybe didn't have all the answers or the right answers. But now you have the Holy Spirit residing within you and now you have, you know, you have the Holy Spirit residing within you, and also you have the leadership of the Lord and also the protection of the Lord. But a lot of times, sometimes I remember in the past just going out witnessing with different people. And sometimes when I would listen to what they were telling certain individuals that they were witnessing to, and I'm like, man, that's not the right way to witness because you're making them think that once they get saved, once they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that they're not going to have any more problems or that the Lord is going to get them some type of big house and big car and all of these different things. It's like, that's not even what salvation is about. It's nothing wrong with those things in themselves. If somebody want to buy a house or buy a car or, you know, go through seasons where there's no trouble. Of course, we all want those types of things. We all want to be able to go years without anything happening, but we, know that that's just not reality. But the blessing of being saved and having Jesus as your Lord and Savior is at least you have him to go through it with you. So, you know, I'm very grateful to the Lord for my family. You know, I'm very grateful. And I'm going to keep saying this over and over again that he kept my wife. Listen, there's nothing like having a family you know, that you love, everybody is getting along, there's peace in the house, even when everybody isn't getting along, you know what I mean? Just the blessings of having a family and just having, you know, close people to you that you can share this life with and experiences especially with a wife and having children and and just the, the you know being saved together marriage like it's nothing like those things just growing old together all of those type of things by the grace of God these are the things that we are both trying to see happen but when that possibility or that thought crosses your mind like man they could possibly not be here anymore It's like, wow, that, you know, you got to really sit back and take a deep breath. Like, man, you know, that that's that's a hard that would be a hard pill to swallow. But in the end, through it all, no matter what happens in our lives, we have to trust in the Lord. And it's funny because Monday, you know, the message that I was talking about, you know, it was dealing with John the Baptist and Jesus and It was just talking about how John the Baptist had sent some disciples to the Lord to say, Listen, are you the one to come, or should we look for another? And, you know, that's comical because we know that John the Baptist is the one that confirmed, like, Listen, this is the Son of God. Like, this is the one that was to come, you know, the Savior. Like, this is Him. So, for Him to have sent His disciples, To Jesus, we know that he was going through something, he was dealing with something, and Jesus ended up addressing it because Jesus ends up saying, listen, you know, he, you know, blessed is he that is not offended in me. So, you know, John was dealing with something, whether that was him being locked up, or whether it was just some personal things he was going through, or maybe there were some things that he believe that he would have saw already, that he hadn't seen. The Bible doesn't really give us specifics, but we can all identify with that. We can all identify with living this Christian life, having Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and everything not going according to plan or according to the way that we think things should go. And I brought that up because I said, it was just so ironic that that was going to be this Monday's message and to see what happened with my wife on Saturday. Because if I'm not careful, I can look at that and say, oh Lord, you know, why did you allow that to happen? Why did that have to happen to her? Why did the the car have to get totaled? And now we have to figure out what's going on with the transportation. Like, listen, you know, all of those things I could have, allowed to fall into my mind. But at the end of the day, by his grace, I didn't. It was like, listen, I know things happen, I but I know what you said in your word. In Romans 8 and 28, you says, and we know that this is something that we should know. All things work together for the good of those that love God and those that are called according to his purpose. So that's what I stood on. And even though that happened on Saturday, I'm able to stand here and say, listen, I know that some good is going to come out of this. I know that this had to happen for a reason, but guess what? It hasn't always been that way. Have I always been able to handle situations like that? Of course not. And there are times that even now that pressure is there when certain things happen to feel some type of way like, oh Lord, why... But those are the things that we have to fight because we have to understand that this life comes with trials, whether you're saved or you're not saved. But the beautiful thing about when, you know, when we go through trials and we're saved is at least we have the Lord to lean on. At least we know that the Lord has our best interests at heart and that we're not going through these things for no reason at all. So I'm super grateful. Once again, I'm going to say it again for my wife coming out of that accident and, you know, you know, she dealt with some bumps and bruises, like I said, to her head, to her leg, you know, um, her, uh, her wedding ring broke off into her hand. They had to take that out. So it was a super hard impact, but guess what? The next day, you know, we were able to all give God the praise at the house. My wife and I, my two sons, my mother, she came over for my birthday. We were just all able to give the praise, that God brought her out of it. And my sons, you know, they were worried, but, you know, I, I teach them how to pray. So they were praying. You know, my son, Trevor Jr., he, he said a prayer. So, you know, just for me, another thing that's such a blessing, you know, even in this is that me teaching my sons how to pray and really trust in God at the ages that they are, they don't understand everything about the Bible or the scriptures. You know, I try to explain certain things to them, but for them to be able to pray for their mom, and see her come out of it and see God show her some mercy and grace. Because guess what? They pulled up to the scene with me. Um, they were in the car with me, obviously. And they seen their mom right there because the car was alongside of the van. They seen their mom right there with the steering wheel close up on her, the airbags there. Even my son Trey, he was like his mommy's leg broken. So they're like right there. So for them to see her be able to get out and kind of walk on her own to the stretcher, you know, go to the hospital We came home, you know, they went to sleep. My wife got home uh, uh, around like 1130 or midnight and for them to wake up and their mom was right there in the bed and able to get up with them and eat breakfast and all that. That's a testimony to them of how good God is. So even in that alone, there's some good coming out of that. Obviously, none of us wanted to see the accident happen. None of us wanted the accident to happen because guess what? There's some changes now that has to be made. You know what I mean? We have to get another car. Actually, the van that she was driving, I used to do some of my work that I do, to contract the contractor work that I do. So listen, hey, it threw a monkey wrench in you know, what we were currently doing, but hey, we just giving God the praise that we're all still together healthy, strong, you know, and even with my wife being a respiratory therapist and being in the hospital through this whole COVID season dealing with the patients directly, you know, not, you know, becoming sick or none of those things. Listen, you gotta give God the praise. So I'm grateful on today. I just wanted to share with you guys what happened. Not going to keep you guys on this podcast, but listen. Last thing I want to say is, man, cherish your family, you know, cherish your loved ones. Let them know how much you love them, because guess what? Those two people that passed away on the highway you know, seven hours later, their family members don't have the opportunity to do that again. So we can't take for granted these moments that we have with family and friends. You know, God has really blessed me with some great friends. You know, he has blessed me with a great family. And listen, I don't want to take that for granted. Sometimes when I'm in the house and I'm just kind of sitting in the corner and watching everybody kicking it or at the dinner table and eating like you know, it it just does something to me because first and foremost, this was a life that I was not supposed to see. With the way I lived my life earlier on, running the streets and partying and wilding and selling drugs and doing all these different things, this wasn't the life that I was supposed to see, but because of God's grace, because Jesus is real, and because, you know, he became my Lord and Savior in 2001, I'm able to see these things. So when I just sit there and just See my kids just having a good time. My wife, we all cracking jokes. And like, those are things that I don't want to take for granted. When I'm able to laugh on the line with my friends and talk about the word or just joke about something we might have watched online or the movie or whatever, like, I don't want to take that for granted. And I'm here to encourage you guys don't take any moments for granted because you never know when it's going to be your last opportunity to tell your loved one that you love them. And even for me, I'm trying to get better with even reaching out to loved ones. Sometimes it's hard because we all living our own lives. we all, you know, working and dealing with family. And, you know, for me, recording and doing stuff online. So stuff can get really hectic and you're trying to give everybody the time that they deserve. You know, but I'm trying to even get better with reaching out. Out to even more people in my family and friends in the church family. You know, it's like, it's it's no joke, man. You know, I don't want to take any of this for granted. I don't want to take nothing for granted that God has done for me thus far because guess what? Just like the rest of you guys, I didn't deserve it as well. But God blessed me with a beautiful family. He blessed me with a beautiful church home. He blessed me with uh, beautiful friends. And listen, I just want to say I'm grateful today and I'm thankful unto the Lord for all that he has done. And I'm just encouraging you guys continue to do the same, just like I talked about even uh, less than a month ago around the same time don't find yourself complaining. Don't have that complaining spirit. Be thankful and grateful for what you have, because guess what? Sometimes we don't know what we have until we lose it. So know that I love you guys. To the next time we hop on the podcast, I'll be praying for you guys. Please continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for my wife, for her recovery. And we'll just continue to all just give the Lord praise. The world is getting crazier and crazier. And it's changing rapidly day by day, but guess who is not changing? Guess who is the same today, tomorrow, and forevermore? The Lord Jesus Christ. So continue to hold on to him, guys, and we'll all be fine. Love you guys, and until the next time we hop on the podcast together, shalom.